But what I think comprises of passion is when it's really just your interests, so things you like, your strengths, things you're good at, and your values. So where your principles lie, but also causes that you care about. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. What if you get rejected from what you thought was going to be your purpose? Or what if the work you thought would be so meaningful just isn't? By the way, if you've been in this situation, guess what? You're not alone. And also, if you missed the last three episodes, we gave a master's crash course on how to find and create meaningful work. And during that three-part series, the topics of purpose, passion, and fulfillment also came up along with meaningful work. And generally speaking, meaningful work and purpose are more externally focused, like how do I impact others? Passion and fulfillment are more internally focused. How do I receive satisfaction and enjoyment from what I do? And as you look for work that is meaningful to you, you're bound to come across some roadblocks and detours. I think the negative could be that you get rejected from what you thought was going to be your purpose and your meaningful work. And oftentimes it's because we think that in order to do meaningful work, we have to work from the for the 1% consumer brands or organizations that you recognize. And so when you get rejected from that, even just one rejection, you start to really question all of your skill sets and the journey that you've been on and your vision. That's Amanda Nachman. She's the host of the Find Your Passion Career Podcast and also has an upcoming book on how to connect what you love to your career. I want to share a conversation that I had with her about meaningful work, passion, and fulfillment. Not only are you going to be able to survive this rejection, you'll actually see how you can turn it into a brand new beginning. Here's Amanda on her own experience struggling with meaning and passion. My career journey started back when I was in college uh, at the University of Maryland. I was a senior, and I had this idea to make a magazine called College. I wish that I had had a guide when I was in college on how to be successful and how to navigate college, you know, how to network with my professor, write my first resume, how to make study abroad happen. And I just thought, wouldn't that be neat if there was a magazine for students by students? And that's where the idea came from. So it started all the way back when I was a senior in the dorms at University of Maryland. So I'm curious, what prompted you to take action on that, though? Because so many people have ideas like that, like, hey, wouldn't it be great if there were this type of thing around? But you did it. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what caused you to do that? Yeah. And for a while, I just kept the idea to myself. You know, I didn't really speak my yeah. passion. I mean, that's what I talk a lot about with Find Your Passion Career, speaking that passion and the importance of it and writing it down. So at first, it was just kind of floating. And it was just this concept that I had. And Finally, I wrote it down and I kind of drew out the front cover of what this magazine was going to look like. And I wrote in big, bold letters, college. And I just had this vision for this magazine. And I was taking an entrepreneurship class that semester and I used the concept for my pitch. So how the class worked was that you had to pitch your idea and you had to convince other students to drop their idea and join into yours. 
And so it was kind of like, you know, business survivor in a sense. <laughs> and that was, you know, the way of knowing that you had a really great idea that you were capable of pitching your idea. And someone else was like, hey, I'm going to ditch my original idea and join yours because I believe in it. And so I used the idea for College Magazine and it won the class project. That is amazing and really great feedback from your target market too. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I took it to the Dingman Center on campus. So the Dingman Center at University of Maryland is the entrepreneurship center. They came into our class and spoke about how they offer resources and tools for students to start a business. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go and pitch my idea there. And I heard that the director at the time was like super tough on the business plan. So I remember staying up late that night and writing out my business plan and how I was going to monetize this magazine and who I was going to market it to and how I was going to sell advertising. And so I had it all written out. And when I pitched it, they were like, actually, we really like this idea. We like where you're going with this. I was so ecstatic. I was so surprised. I couldn't believe it because I was really fearful that they were just going to be like, no, that's just not practical. I mean, they did say like, you know, first, my dream was like a national magazine overnight. You know, you can't just print, you know, millions of copies of a magazine. You know, they really helped me dial in and think about how do I test my concept? How do I make my minimal viable product? So I made my first magazine just at University of Maryland. And they really gave me that mentoring to help me get started. That's amazing. So then at this point, you <laughs> had some feedback coming in and you got that idea started and began getting it off the ground. What happened in your career from there? Yeah. So, I mean, after the days of flyering on my campus and having students show up to write for College Magazine and then printing my first publication, hand distributing it, getting to see the reaction of yeah. readers, which was just the best experience. Well, this was just a hobby business. So I had started my career as a government consultant right out of college. So that was my like full-time job. This was just a hobby concept. And uh, I worked there for about nine months. And I was miserable. I was so bored working in this job. I was on uh, the modeling simulation word gaming analysis team. And it just wasn't the problem solving, challenging, creative opportunity that I had been told it was going to be. And meanwhile, I had this hobby business that was taking off. And so I decided to seek an investor in order to help me justify, okay, I'm going to quit my full-time job and make this business a reality and also have the funds to, to expand the magazine. So I expanded my magazine to three schools and then six schools and eventually 14 schools in the East Coast. I had about a 240,000 readership circulation on the East Coast at 14 schools and then did that for about four years, shuttered print, moved everything online, Failed miserably. I'm going to love how I like going to go past this part super fast. Failed miserably and then worked for other people. And now I'm back at College Magazine and we reach anywhere between 700,000 and 925,000 readers a month. What did you get to learn from that whole part you ran past really quick on the failing miserably? Yeah. Uh, I learned that I'm pretty resilient because I was sad. I was sad that I had put in all this sweat equity and all this time and love and passion. And I, I spoke my passion to everyone and they were all believing in it and they loved it. And the magazine itself was just this really well-received, beautiful concept. It was just sad that it wasn't making the right kind of money for me to justify me doing it full time. And it failed because at the time... So I also need to keep in mind the industry, right? So print was going through a major transition and I was moving online and joining the forces and being like, yeah, we're going to be successful online. And here I was trying to sell 
in order to monetize my online site, online ads, when other publications were saying, oh, we're going to give you an online ad for free, or no one really knew how to monetize digital advertising at that time. It was still evolving. And every time I would focus on selling ads, my audience readership would drop because I would stop focusing on the quality of the magazine itself. And it was a struggle. But you asked what I learned. And it was that I was resilient because I was sad. You know, I let myself be sad for a couple of minutes. And then I was just like, how am I going to take action? Because that's just my mindset is taking action on how I can meet my goals. And and my goal next at that point was really simple. It was I need a, a job where I can flex my creative skills and bring my transferable knowledge of running this magazine to somebody else. And so I ended up working for these two news anchors on a PBS grant. And by just putting it out there to my network, saying I'm looking for an opportunity and someone that a professor that I had helped his class, I had judged an entrepreneurship contest for his class, reached out to me and said, I know someone that's looking for an editor uh, slash someone to help uh, publish and run his new project. And where and how did you go from there into bringing Find Your Passion Career into the mix? What What took place in between there? Yeah, there's a couple more steps. You know, they were on a PBS grant, so they bled through that grant. I was laid off. So another moment where I was like, I felt really sad again. Like, oh man, you know, I'm just not making the right decisions. Maybe there was a moment of, of doubt, but then again, it was like, I found myself being resilient, being like, okay, what's next? You know, I'm going to move out to San Diego where my business partner's based and I'm going to give College Magazine another shot. But first I'm going to get a job out in San Diego and you know, build up my savings and gain more experience. And so I ended up pitching my business partner on working for his ad agency and, you know, really sold myself and said, this is what I did at College Magazine. I brought in these kinds of advertisers. I worked with Vitamin Water and Princeton Review, and I know I can do the same for your company. And so I ended up working for his ad agency and brought in the San Diego airport and Balboa Park here in San Diego and gained that experience and knowledge. And from there... (laughs) Went back to College Magazine with fresh knowledge, new perspective, and new vision for it, and was able to grow the publication. And fast forward to a couple of years later, we're having this incredible reach. And I really finally took a breath myself. As you can see, I'm kind of going, 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 taking action. And I finally learned myself, I need to hit the pause button and really reevaluate what I want to be doing. And that was where the idea for Find Your Passion Career came. So tell me more about what prompted that, because I'm guessing it wasn't necessarily just a drop from the sky and then boom, next, well, <laughs> obviously not next day, find your passion career exists and exactly how you imagined it. So what took place in there that caused you to say, this is the thing where I want to spend at least a portion of my time and energy actually doing Yeah. When you're running a business, you are just going, going, going. And sometimes you don't take a look at what are you actually doing and on a daily basis. And for me, I was on the computer a lot and I really get my energy and I'm most passionate about connecting with people. And so I just wanted to take a pause and take a look at that and say, you know, how can I go toward that? And what I love most about when I run College Magazine is that I get to work with students. And I see this over and over again, that students are very fearful of what's to come after graduation. And I also connect and stay connected with my graduates. And even after they graduate, I find a lot of my students settling or dealing with a lot of rejection, oftentimes from 1% companies. And I found myself falling into coaching them. 
and helping them see that the career journey is not a solo journey and that you really need to be connecting. And what I mean by that is looking out for people who are doing something you think is cool and in a career that you think is interesting, that sparks something for you uh, because it connects with your passions or interests, and then reaching out to them and saying, how did you get there? And asking them questions and being curious. And what you'll find is that those people want to help you. They want to share their career journey because everyone loves to talk about themselves, of course, but also that they're going to get excited that you share that passion and they're going to want to help you. And what you realize is that it's really through those connections that doors open and opportunities happen for you. And so I just, I noticed that this model was working and then that sparked find your passion career. So I'm like, I've got to get this talk out there. I want to speak on college campuses and let every student know how they can do the same. And I wrote a book, which is coming up and I have a podcast, find your passion career. Amazing. So let's talk a little bit about the idea of passion as it relates to careers. So first of all, what's what's your definition of passion? What does that actually mean to you? Because that's a pretty, is it safe to say it's a pretty overused word at this point in some ways? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, people are conflating it with passion and purpose. And I really like that word because I think it's something that describes the way you feel and the energy that comes from you when you speak about something. But what I think comprises of passion is when it's really just your interests, so things you like, your strengths, things you're good at, and your values. So where your principles lie, but also causes that you care about. And if you can bring those together in any which combination, it could be that you just have a really strong driver for a cause that you care about. You're like, I care about women in politics and I care about seeking equity in Congress. Like that could be your main thing. That could just be your full passion. But I think it's just any combination of those three things. Like if you're like, I'm really interested in writing and I love writing, that could be part of your passion. And so it's just something that when you talk about it, you light up. When you're in that thing or immersed in that community or in that world, it's something that really just fills your heart. You love it. You could be doing that thing for hours. It could seriously be video games. If you find yourself playing video games for hours on end and you don't even know the time is passing. Am I saying that that means that's going to be your career? Maybe not. Am I saying that you are going to look for a career where you can flex some of the skill sets that you've learned from gaming, or you could work for a company that supports gaming or that teaches technology to young people? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What do you feel like is the difference between some of the other terms that get tossed around too, like the difference between passion and fulfillment or passion and meaningful work? What do you feel like is the main separators between those or what do they have in common? I think that when you are connecting what it is that you're passionate about, so when you're connecting your interests, your strengths, or your values to your career, that is a recipe for fulfillment. That is a recipe for doing something that you enjoy and feel that you're making an impact beyond yourself. And it's different for everyone. But when you are doing that, it's really cool. I mean, I just imagine if we were all doing something that we personally felt was fulfilling. When you go to work there in something that is fulfilling, you show up with more intention, you get in the zone, you produce greater results, and you make a greater impact in the world because it's just something that connects to what you're passionate about. We've got some really great data, if you will, to 
support that when people are vested on a different level, they are more productive, willing to, not just willing, but excited to work, you know, longer hours. And sometimes, uh, sometimes that creates opposite problems, if you will. But then it has a lot of very positive effects when your passion or other areas are aligned very well with the type of work that you're doing or environment you're doing, et cetera. So my question to you is, who have you seen, you know, what companies or organizations or places in the world have you seen doing a really great job of that and beginning to pay attention to it more? Hmm. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting question because I'm more in tune with the graduate, with the student, or just the individual and their career journey, more so than looking at organizations. And oftentimes, the organizations that are out there that are creating stellar programming for their incoming graduates, you know, I'm just going to put a, a big brand out there, like a Google, for example, I'm sure the experience at Google is phenomenal for planning your vision and your career trajectory within that organization. I'm more focused on not the organization, but the individual setting the intention for themselves and also looking for organizations that aren't necessarily those top 1% companies. So a lot of times what I tell students is name 10 companies that you know off the top of your head. And oftentimes what they realize is that the companies that they're naming have hundreds, if not thousands of employees. And I'm like, hey, did you know that there are 14 million companies in the U.S. with under 50 employees? So just imagine all the opportunities and all the companies out there that you just didn't even realize exist and all the possibility that there is for you. So I think that in order to find those opportunities and learn about those careers, you have to speak to individuals that are in your field that are working at companies that you've never heard of. It's really the journey for yourself more so than leaning on the organization to create that experience for you. Why do you think that so many people who are coming out of school now at this point in time are so much more interested and excited about you know, connecting their work with their passion and have different expectations around that? Why do you think that is? And then what have you, what have you seen around that? Yeah, I think that we're just in such a more connected world today, right? So we can see, you know, people that we admire before us and we can get to know them a little bit better and we can we can see their daily lives through the, through social media, through Instagram, through Facebook. And so I think that has us maybe reflecting when we see other people doing meaningful work and fulfilling work and seeing them get to experience that and and work their passion it maybe has us say, well, how do I do that too? And I just think that, like you said, there's, there's the research that backs it up. When you do something that is fulfilling and meaningful and you enjoy what you're doing, you know, at the very basic level, you like it. You don't even have to love it, but if you like it, it flows into other areas of your life. And what a great feeling. I mean, imagine if you didn't like it and you're showing up every day, you're working almost 40 hours a week, probably more, and spending all that time doing something you don't like you better be sure that that is going to affect other areas of your life. That's going to affect your relationships. That's going to affect your home life. That's going to affect how you interact with your family and just how you feel about yourself. So totally agreed. Obviously, I'm <laughs> a little biased around, <laughs> around these types of pieces. However, it, what I'm really curious about then is, have you seen any potential negatives around the difference in expectations now as people are coming out of out of school, coming out of college, and looking for their passion, looking for 
you know, much more meaningful work versus, I don't know, even 10, 15, 20 years ago or so. What are the potential negatives that we haven't considered, if any? I think the negative could be that you get rejected from what you thought was going to be your purpose and your meaningful work. And oftentimes it's because we think that in order to do meaningful work, we have to work from the, for the 1% consumer brands or organizations that you recognize. And so when you get rejected from that, even just one rejection, you start to really question all of your skill sets and the journey that you've been on and your vision. And that's where you really need to come back to your why and why you felt connected to that organization. I think what you'll realize is that maybe the why was that you wanted to help people or you wanted to get involved with international politics or that you cared passionately about peace. And so then you can look for organizations that represent that and connect with organizations that you just haven't heard of. So the real key is tying what you care about to some of those smaller places that aren't going to be as competitive, that are going to be more willing to speak with you so you connect with them and then show like, hey, this is what I'm passionate about. And I call that speaking your passion. And when you show up and you speak your passion to people like that, they're going to want to uh, work with you. What advice would you give to people that are hearing this now and want to do that and want to do that really well? Well, it's scary at first. You're like, oh my God, I have to talk to someone I don't know. I mean, it's scary sometimes even just to send that first LinkedIn message or email, but you have to conquer that fear and hit the send button. So my advice to you is one person, just one person, go on to LinkedIn and search for somebody in your network that you think is doing something interesting and send them a message, reach out. If you reach out to one person a day, you'd be really surprised just how much more of a community you're going to build and how many more cheerleaders you're going to have around you rooting for you on this journey. And you're going to realize that you're not alone. What would you want people to know that we haven't already covered up till now that as it relates to their passion, finding meaningful, much more meaningful, much more fulfilling work? What else? Open mic time. Yeah. I mean, I think that the concept of passion may seem kind of scary because so many of us aren't taking the time to reflect on what it is that we care about first. So I will tell you, it is within you. You have it. It doesn't have to be at a level 10 passion, but you have interests, you have strengths, you have values, but you need to take the time to unlock what that is, to define what that is, and not just keep it up there in the, in the headspace like I did with that college magazine idea, but you've got to write it down. And so I want to encourage everyone to be asking themselves those questions and to take that moment of reflection and figure out what it is that they want. Just how I did the same thing for realizing that I wanted to be speaking and connecting with people and sharing this message. And that's why, you know, one of the workshops I do with students is it's an unlocking your passion workshop. And it's just questions that you're going to be asking yourselves and visualization processes. So if you want to experience this, you can check out my site. It's findyourpassioncareer.com and you can download. It's free. It's a PDF that will walk you through the steps, the five steps to unlocking your passion. And it's, you know, pretty easy exercises. It's just really taking the time to do them. And once you have that written down, it's really empowering to get to see your words and see, you know, what you're feeling inside materialize on paper. And then that's when you can start speaking it more. That's when you can start taking action, right? Like I did with the magazine. And I want that for everyone. I think that we can all be 
doing more meaningful work. And there's no need to be stuck. There's always some actions that you can be taking today to start getting towards that meaningful work. And that doesn't mean quitting your job and jumping ship overnight. It could just mean, hey, I'm going to start looking for this community of people that cares about this thing that I care about. I'm going to join this meetup group. Hey, in that conversation with Amanda, you heard the word passion get tossed around a lot. And I think it's really important to point out here that as it is in relation to the work that we do, some people put way too much focus on finding their passion. You can't see it, but I'm putting air quotes around it. And passion is not something that you search for and then use it to do your work. I want to be really clear on this because the research is um, reasonably clear as well. Passion is something that is developed as you go along, and it happens more almost like a stacking process. It's not a very straight line process where you go and you find your passion, and then boom, everything is amazing for forever. It happens much more like you spend a little bit of time in an area. You decide, hey, I actually like this this area. You delve more into it. You that reinforces your like in the first place. Then after that, you start to develop some measure of mastery, which deepens your enjoyment even more. And then over time, passion is something that is cultivated. And again, at least portions of the research are really, really clear. A great resource on this, by the way, is a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. And there's lots of other resources out there on this too, but I just want to be really clear because I feel responsible in helping you understand how this stuff really works. So I also recognize that we use that word a lot. So when you heard Amanda talk about speaking your passion, that's really similar to something that could be termed a different way. Like when we talk about, you know, finding what your ideal career is, that can very much be the exact same thing. You've heard about that concept on other uh, other podcasts and other episodes, right? Okay, so she calls it speaking your passion, and that is that is totally fine. But I just want to be clear on how passion actually works. By the way, if you want to some of the research on this, drop us an email, uh, scott at happenedyourcareer.com, and we'll connect you up with our personal list of some of the books, articles, research, et cetera, that has gone into not just this, but developing our programs as well. Okay. Also, two years ago, we had somebody from the Portland area contact us and say, hey, I want your help in making this transition to Seattle, but I don't just want to move from job to job, I want to take this opportunity to turn it into something that's not only just a better job, but really fits with me and my strengths. And oh, by the way, I actually really want to push myself to be able to see if I can turn this into an upward promotion at the same time, even though it's with a totally different organization. And also to top it off, I'm not sure which organization is really going to be great for me. And I want your help in figuring it out. The short of it is, that like in any industry, you get these specialties. And sometimes the greatest advancements are found in between those things. Those specialties being combined is what is going to spark the next wave of innovation and where the magic is going to happen. That's Mike Bigelow. And we got to help him several years ago. And you're going to get to see where he's at now in his career and what he's been able to learn and how he's progressed from that one single change and pivot 
massive pivot and everything that he learned from it and how it has impacted his last couple of years in both his work life as well as all the other parts of his life. All that and more next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Until then, I am out. Adios.